This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm an emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about all things feline and why they not only make amazing feline family members, but the importance of the role of cats in our lives. I'm really excited to have guest Taylor Chasten Griffin, who's the National Director for AAI Advancement. We'll be right back after these messages. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm so excited to have Taylor on with us, and today we're going to be talking about all things feline. So, Taylor, first of all, thank you so much for joining us for today's Pet Life Radio ER Vet episode. Yes, thanks so much for having me. Well, I just wanted to, first of all, have you introduce yourself so our dog and cat owners out there know who you are, a little bit of background about what you do, and what AAI Advancement is. Yeah. So uh, at the very heart of it, I'm a pet lover. I have a background as a dog trainer, a mental health counselor, and my goal was to bring therapy animals into practice with me. I realized it was a kind of unregulated space, so went on to obtain my doctorate studying the human-animal bond to advocate for this field that we call AAI, or animal-assisted interventions, really just the fancy term for anything having to do with therapy animals. All right. Well, you know, first of all, I just wanted to thank you for all that you do because the role that animals play with therapy is so key, whether or not that's visiting senior centers or hospitals. And I know that I used to volunteer uh, when I was a veterinary student and bring my own pet into uh, the Ronald McDonald house uh, just to let some children have just, you know, a little break from the experiences they were going through. And I knew it was really well appreciated. So first of all, thanks for all that you do. You know, what I wanted to talk to you about is some new research exploring the cat-human bond through the impact of therapy animals. And, you know, I know that cat person and pet partners recently released a study and some research findings that they uh, found, and it basically supported the benefits of time spent with cats. Now, obviously, as a veterinarian, as a cat owner, as a dog owner, I already know this. But first of all, do you mind just telling me what this study was about and why it was needed? 
Yeah. So um, we were so fortunate at Pet Partners. We're an international therapy animal organization, and we were approached by Cat Person last year. And they said, you know, we want to understand more about the cat-human bond. We can't find much research. And we said, you're not alone. It's understudied for some reason. There's so many people who love cats, um, but not much research to support, you know, to help us understand this bond we share with them. And at Pet Partners, we're unique in the fact that we have therapy cats. We register cats who enjoy going out in their community and sharing love with their owners. And so we started on this journey of talking to our therapy cat handlers about their relationships with their cats, about the work that they do, about what they love about cats. And it just turned out into this really robust um, finding that really speaks to the fact that we're just, we don't, we've just scratched the surface, if you will, in understanding um, what cats can do for us. You know, it's so interesting. I hate to say this, but even in the veterinary field, a lot of the research, it almost seems like two thirds of the research is dog focused, a smaller percentage is cat focused. And I will say that's changed in the past decade uh, because there's more organizations doing more feline research, but so, so important that we have that information. Now, what exactly does it mean for a cat to have obtained the title of therapy cat? So a cat who's a therapy cat at the um, core is a pet. And so these these therapy cat handlers are people who have recognized in their cats the affinity for meeting new people, that they like leaving the home and are somewhat resilient, confident. And so they go through the process with their handler to become a registered therapy cat team. This means they take the handler takes some education on best practices. They go through a mock evaluation to obtain that therapy animal title. And then they go out and visit wherever in the community they feel called to share their love and where is a good fit for the cat. So we have teams who go to senior living communities, to hospitals, domestic violence shelters, schools, you name it. There are are therapy cats in a lot of different settings. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Now, first, I know the study looked at the relationships people share with their pet cats. What were some of the most impressive findings that you found in this study? Well, it might not be um, too surprising to people who share their lives with cats, but it was um, quite interesting to see the level at which people talk about their cat being an important um, source of comfort and connection in their life. This really came up when people were talking about the COVID pandemic and how cats were just this crucial lifeline that helped with social isolation and loneliness. We asked even questions about the burden of pet care, because I think sometimes we forget that though we love animals, there's, there's costs, there's parts of having an animal in our life we have to think proactively about. But our handler said they do not see having a cat at all as a burden. They often talked about how cats are, in their perception, easier to own than some other animals. So they had a lot to say about just how wonderful it was to have cats in their lives and them being just a safe place for play and connection that we don't often have as readily available even in human relationships. You know, I'm so glad you brought this up. On a side note, when I got married, my husband grew up in a tiny town farming community in Minnesota and was very anti-cat. And I always say when people, especially males, are anti-cat, it's mostly because they've never had exposure, right? Or they've had very atypical exposure. They're used to like barn cats or things like that. And he slowly became really bonded to my two cats. And when they passed away, um, in a late stage of their life because of cancer, I remember thinking and saying to him, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get cats for right now. And he said, oh, actually, I really want a cat. So he did a total 180 and uh, we ended up getting our one cat who is a rescue who was found on the streets of Minneapolis. And she is the best cat I've ever had. And it was actually his birthday gift. So like I always say, 
people who are not cat people, they just truly haven't been exposed to a cat, right? Yeah. So, you know, just looking at some of your survey findings, and we'll make sure to include this uh, link in the notes, and it's at petpartners.org, where you can find some of the exploring the cat human bond uh, information. But like, you can see from the, the study results, people strongly agree that my cat is my best friend, my cat enriches my everyday life. My home would feel empty without my cat. You know, I think all cat owners know this, all veterinary professionals know this, but it was so good just to see the tangible data out there. And again, a huge mental lifesaver or potentially a lifesaver for people during COVID. And that's why we in the animal rescue field, in the veterinary field, saw such a huge spike in adoptions during COVID just because we really, really needed that companionship. Now, what did you learn about how therapy cats can impact their communities? So, you know, this was a really interesting study. In this field, it can be um, challenging to get the perspectives of the facilities where therapy animals go. And so fortunately, we were able to talk to facility contacts and to our pet owners to understand the impact of therapy cats. And what was really cool to see is that in many cases, the facility contacts reported even higher impact than the handlers themselves. We saw people talking about patients having decreased depression, decreased loneliness, more engagement, social interaction. There were some really moving testimonies when it came to people in memory care units talking about um, childhood pets or remembering the therapy cat and their handler over time. And we also saw, and you touched on it, that challenge of what people assume to be our, you know, cats. People were so shocked to have a therapy cat come down the hallway. In fact, a hundred percent of the participants in the study said that people are always shocked to see a therapy cat and to learn that cats can be trained, that cats can be uh, affiliative, they can be nurturing. And so we broke a lot of barriers or we understand a lot of barriers are being broken through these therapy cat visits. Awesome information. You know, I love the fact that the study reported the facility contacts and how they reviewed and saw the direct impact of therapy cats uh, directly on their patients. And I love the fact that, you know, you have evidence now to say, yes, cats definitely decrease depression. They decrease that anxiety, that loneliness, that isolation. You know, on a side note, my dad, my my own father has severe Alzheimer's. And I remember it was probably one or two holidays ago where I had bought him a joy for all companion pet. So it's basically a stuffed cat, a stuffed animal that looks like a real cat. It meows. It's got built-in sensors that respond to motion and touch. It's got, you know, fake fur. And I remember, you know, my husband and uh, a couple people being like, oh, that's such a weird gift. But my dad loved it, you know, and so it doesn't even have to be a live cat. You know, it, it's a robotic cat or a robotic dog that a lot of people with severe dementia or Alzheimer's really, really bond to. Again, reiterating the importance of, of that cat or dog human animal bond. Now, I know that participants in the study often talked about how therapy cats had a unique impact compared to other therapy animals. Do you mind just elaborating on that? 
Yeah. So of course, at Pet Partners, we love all of our therapy animals, but we are very interested in how different animals are received. And we know, you know, there are preferences and the very um, foundational level, our participants talked about how having a therapy cat opened up the ability for people who are just not dog people to still have a therapy animal visit. Some people, you know, are scared of dogs or prefer smaller animals. And so therapy cats are great for that. But there was also conversations about unique aspects of a cat even the cat's size, the purring being cited as kind of having this healing quality. And people said there's something special when a cat chooses you. Now, they tend to assume there were all kinds of remarks. Therapy dogs, they like everyone. But therapy cats, there still seems to be this, you feel special when a cat approaches you, trusts you, and shows you kind of over time who they are. There's a little bit more relationship building cited, which I can't wait to just dive into further. I think it's an area we should research for sure. Exactly. It's, it's like you've been chosen, right? You know, it's interesting as a veterinarian in our household, we have one cat, two dogs, 20 plus fish. And I remember when I was going to the Minnesota State Fair with my six-year-old son, they had something called read to a breed. And it's where you could read to a purebred dog or, you know, a domestic short hair cat. And so there were a lot of golden retrievers and a couple other breeds out there. And my son, of course, wanted to get in the longest line, which was the one therapy cat (laughs) that you could read to. But even things for children to be able to like, they feel more comfortable reading uh, to a pet, I just thought was so amazing. And again, just shows the importance of that cat-human-animal bond. We'll be right back with this really important message. And again, with Taylor, we'll talk about the rest of the results of the study right after these messages. Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today we're talking with Taylor and we're talking about some amazing research that has been done and it's called Exploring the Cat-Human Bond. And this was a study that was done between cat person and also pet partners. And we've been talking with Taylor about what everyone who has a cat already knows, how amazing cats are. Now, one of the themes uncovered in the research explored the stereotypes people have about cats, like my husband. Mm -hmm. How were those challenged in this study? 
That was the most overwhelming finding in this study is that just over and over again, people said, I didn't know a cat could do this. I didn't know a cat could enjoy this. We train our our handlers to be very proactive. You know, these are not just cats that tolerate being a therapy animal. We're looking for active signs of enjoyment Um, and even what it means to be a cat person. So uh, a lot of participants will say to our handlers, you know, in the beginning, I don't really want to visit with a cat. I don't like cats. And then they say, over time, they kind of watch the cat visit, they come in, they have the cat in their lap. And at the end, I love cats, I want a cat of my own. And so this exposure to therapy cats challenged people's, you know, preconceived notions about what all cats were like, and also challenged what it means to be a cat person. All right. So what's the next step? How can we keep up the momentum from what was learned through the study? Well, again, 100% of our participants said there's a need for more therapy cats in their area. Once they get into these facilities and they see how impactful it is, they simply cannot keep up with the demand. So they made a clear call that if you have a cat, consider, could they do this work? Do they like meeting new people? You know, how do they handle travel? We have some some resources available at petpartners.org to walk people through that journey, but we really need more cat owners to think about um, becoming therapy cat teams and, you know, bringing this difference to more people in their communities. Just that awareness that cats can be therapy cats and we have a process to, to walk people through that. Exactly. And not only do you get better veterinary karma, but again, so much goodwill that's done by it. And for people who do have cats, you know, what I thought was really interesting in the survey was that when it comes to therapy cats, it's not like a certain breed. The majority of the cats, over half of the therapy cats were adopted from a rescue group or humane society. They didn't necessarily, they weren't necessarily bred for this, right? Most of the cats were six years of age or older. Interestingly enough, there were more male neutered cats, 65% versus 35% of spayed females. And any veterinary professional will tell you a calicos and tortoises don't like leaving the house. <laughs> so I'm sure it's related to tortoises and calicos are always female because of uh, the sex link, but I wonder if it's because of that. And, you know, interesting enough, most of the cats had lived with their, their cat owners for five years or more. And I loved how half of the cats uh, that were used as therapy cats were domestic short hair. And that's what we often kind, kind of call like the mixed American cat, followed by American short hair, American long hair, Maine Coon, Russian blue, ragdoll and Persian. So it doesn't have to be a purpose-bred cat, which is pretty rare. It could be any cat, right? So when in doubt, know that your cat could be a therapy cat. The last question I wanted to ask you, Taylor, is like, how does one go about? Is there like an application process? What are some next steps for those listeners who have amazing cats that fit some of these categories if they want to get involved? What do they do? You know, look into therapy animal organizations in your area. Pet Partners does have an international presence, and you can check us out at petpartners.org. You're going to want to look for a therapy animal organization that first educates you as the handler. So at Pet Partners, we have an online course available that walks you through kind of expectations, best practices. Then you'll go through a process of scheduling an evaluation. This is like a mock visit where a licensed evaluator helps to determine, is your cat a good fit? Will they really thrive? And we're really looking for 
handlers who are going to be their cat's advocate. So we're not looking for robotic animals who respond perfectly to every cue. We're looking for animals that have a great bond with their owner and enjoy going out and interacting. From there, we'll have a, a note from your veterinarian and you'll then be with us for two years before your revaluation and we cover you with liability insurance, help you get ready to go out and visit in your communities. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I also just wanted to add the little veterinary plug. One in doubt, I would say as a veterinary specialist, because the rare, rare, rare risk of zoonotic diseases, that's diseases that can spread from humans to animals or animals to humans, you always want to make sure that your cat is healthy. So that's one of the reasons why we often don't see therapy kittens, because sometimes they can carry ringworm, which can spread to people. Uh, we want to make sure they're ideally indoor, so they're not exposed to fleas and ticks and things that can be brought into some of these areas. So when in doubt, check with your vet, check with these amazing resources. Taylor, thank you so much for some fantastic information. I always love more feline positive news that's out there and love the fact that uh, we already know as cat owners that the cat human animal bond is so important, but knowing that we can use them more as therapy cats. And for those of you guys who are interested, you can find this study at petpartners.org and it's right on the homepage. So you can download the white paper, which will take you to exploring the cat human bond. Taylor, thank you so much. Any last tips you want to leave with us? Well, thank you for having me. And uh, just if you have a cat or know a cat who would be a good fit, we really need your help. So we hope you'll join in on the AAI journey. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you so much, Taylor, again, for joining us and for the awesome study. We absolutely love it. We also want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook or Instagram at drjustinelee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time. And again, Taylor, a huge, huge thank you for all that you do. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.